Coming up on this episode, we begin by discussing Dan's digital currency and crazy LinkedIn endorsements. Then we cover the week's tech news, including which smart speakers you should buy, which smart light bulbs you should buy, and which game console you should develop for. Stick around, it's all coming up on a brand new Don't Panic. This is Don't Panic, episode number 191, recorded January 29th, 2018, Special Bulletin. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Don't Panic, the technology podcast on gadgets, the internet, and of course, you guessed it, you. I'm Sean Jennings, joined as always by these co-hosts, a couple of guys. Uh, the state of their union is strong. It's Colby Rabideau and Dan Miller. Oh, uh, yeah. We're strong. That's right. Stronger than ever. <laughs> strong like bull. Yes. I don't think anyone's ever described us in that manner, but yeah, we hold our own. It's true. Uh, we're really, I think the strongest part of the show is the intros. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. We're really good at starting the show. Um, and really just getting in smoothly and comfortably. I wonder. I think the best think, part, I think the best part of the shows are the titles recently. Oh, the titles mm. been good. Yeah. Pretty, the titles pretty have on been point. They're fantastic. They're, they're hanging in there. The, I wonder, do you think, it would be better if Dan and I knew what you, how you were going to introduce us before so we could come up with a witty response instead mm. of... A retort? Uh, yeah. Or does that did, would that ruin the magic? Um, I'm kind of 50-50 on that. The problem is I have to do... In order for that system to work, I would have to do more advanced thought into what I was going to call <laughs> you. Because usually it is, in case people can't tell, pretty spur of the moment. I used to be in the early episodes back when it would be like the 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 Ben Franklin and George Washington of technology. Those I thought of a little bit ahead of time. These days, I'm I'm very uh, sort of lackadaisical about it. I see. So I see. I think uh, I think we'll 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 leave you guys on the hook, as they say. In the dark. Yes, that too. That too. Don't leave us in the dark. That's not nice. No, no. We're turning on the lights. Uh, what's what's turning on our smart lights? We're yes. talking to our devices. We're bringing it into the. Just like we're talking to you all right now. Modern. We're talking about nothing. Uh, so what's going on, guys? What's what's the what's the good word? Uh, what's oh hot? God! I opened the stream. Now I hear two of you. Oh I'm no! Freaking out. As if one I is in bed. Out how to... Okay, I muted it. <laughs> that was stressful. Hey, uh, I'll tell you guys this. I read an interesting article today. Would you like What'd to hear read? about it? Get this. And it does have a technology angle, so hang with me. Okay. Okay. So it's interesting. Uh, violent crime is down across the country in recent years. In most major cities, crime Sounds is low. Good. In some places, the lowest it's ever been. Violent crime is down. However, drug activity, drug deals, drug use is some of the highest it's ever been. And that has left criminal experts perplexed because historically those two have always kind of ridden together. When violent crime is up, so are drug deals. When drug deals are down, violent crime is down. But this is the first time that those two have deviated. Do you guys know why? Or at least why they think that's the case? I don't. Signal. Exactly. Technology (laughs) allows... It's safer than ever to deal drugs in America. Uh, because apparently, I mean, and, and how are they? How are they 
are they counting the the marijuana as drugs in this study? Because I feel like that is on a universal upswing, and before that was definitely counted as a crime, and now it's not always a crime, and it feels like it's been decriminalized sometimes. Well, it's a it's a violent crime, and I would say like even if I have marijuana and I still kill you over your marijuana, I still think that's a violent drug crime, even if the dr- oh, okay. drug is legal. It's violent drug crimes, not yeah. like possession charges. Okay. No, 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 no. This is okay. Got it. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So no, you're you're cool. you're exactly right, Dan. They you know back in the day used to be they had to use more violence to control their territory, and they used to have to it happened more in the streets. That's where the where people would accidentally get shot, or they would get hurt or injured or otherwise damaged. Uh, but they think now that it can all be done behind closed doors with technology, um, it's safer than ever. That's cool to deal drugs. Uh, are they? Uh... <laughs> Never mind. There's a cryptocurrency joke in here somewhere. You are just all <laughs> over the cryptocurrency jokes. Yeah. Did you have an opinion on what my uh, on the uh, the the uh, the Twitter poll that was held about what my cryptocurrency should be called? Oh, that's right. What were what were I forgot what some of those there were. Was a poll? Do you want to remind there the folks at home? Uh, I will want to remind them once I pull up the toot. Uh, okay, the options were Dan Coin, Jazz Coin, Who Cares, or Dan Dollars, or Dan Bucks. That wasn't an option. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I like this. The question of the poll was, "What should Dan Bucks be called?" And Dan Bucks was not an option. <laughs> uh, this is partly a problem because I use um, Tweetbot and I do not get Twitter polls, so I was mm. unable to vote. Well, what would you what would you have voted for? I like Dan Bucks, but it wasn't an option, so I'm kind of I guess I'm glad yeah, I didn't vote. You're gonna have vote. to pick something else. Um, I like Dan I'm, Dollars. I'm, I'm going for the alliteration. I like the the double D. I yeah. <laughs> that's what uh, I was gonna say. <laughs> yeah, Colby Colby invented Dan Dollars. He coined it. Uh, did I? Yeah, he did. Right here oh. on this very program, I believe. Wow. Uh. Yeah, you're, you're kind of clever. I like I. <laughs> I have my moments. I think it's mostly accidental. Um, <laughs> the I like Dan Dollars for the alliteration as well, but I also like Jazz Coin. <laughs> um, but Jazz Coin could be any. It's not Dan specific enough. That's the problem I have. That's true. Jazz Coin sounds like a drug, by the way. <laughs> so if you want it, if you want it, to... <laughs> you know, like you do a little, do okay, a little jazz coin, some, little jazz, some jazz, some jazz coin, just you know. Oh, we do it. Want, want to get some jazz and some PHP? Yeah, <laughs> you know, playing, you know. Uh, uh, yeah. So jazz coin one. Although looking at it now, you could combine the best of both worlds and do an alliteration with my Twitter handle and have jazz dollars. I like that. That's pretty good. I think coins overplayed. That's the problem. Right. But maybe it needs to be a coin in order to imply that it's a cryptocurrency. Although jazz dollars sounds like a gift certificate you can use to buy jazz. You know? Yeah, or some like weird tourism board thing in New Orleans. (laughs) Yes, yes. The town of Jazz, Louisiana uses these, and you can only use them at the local cafe. (laughs) 
Huh. Now, uh, Dan, I'm looking at your Twitter. Everyone should go check out Dan's Twitter feed. Yeah, it's, it's twitter.com really, slash jazzdan. It's pretty fantastic. But what is this you said? I've made a terrible mistake. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What did you do? I don't know. So I have a fancy iMac at work, except it has one problem, which is what happens when someone who isn't familiar with Macs orders Macs. It has a Fusion drive. I don't know if that's the problem here, but it, it's a problem with other things for sure. Like, it works fine, but when you're trying to do low-level things, it gets really freaky mm-hmm. uh, really fast. But, so, I have I have run, had to run, you know, the system updates come out, and I update them, especially if there's security updates. I try to do it, like, if I go out for lunch or when I leave for the day, as soon as it happens. So, I went out for lunch and uh, put the security, most recent security updates as, like, important... Spectrum meltdown fixes in it running. I came back a half hour later and it was on the, you know, uh, this screen you see here on this tweet. Just the bar is all the way full, just sitting there. I was like, uh, okay. And like, okay, maybe, maybe it's almost done. But then a half hour later, still on the screen. And this is the worst kind of problem because. You don't want to turn off the computer while it's doing updates. You don't want to restart it like with the button. That seems like a terrible sure. idea. Yeah. You, and and then like what happens? The best case scenario is it is actually taking this long, and now you've just set yourself back an hour. The worst case scenario is now you've destroyed your computer. So you have nothing. There's nothing you can do except sit there, which I did. And at about an hour and a half, it finally finished the freaking security update. Whew. Yeah. Good thing you didn't turn it off. I know. What about I, that? I, well, yeah, I, I contemplated going home and getting my laptop and coming back. Uh, but next time what I will do is, if there's a security update, I will note that, go home, remember to bring my laptop in the next day so that while the computer is rebooting, I can still do work. Mm. Could you do it in the evening? Uh, yeah, I guess I could. That would be the other option. And you might want to bring in your laptop anyways. I know. Next day. Who knows if I'll ever turn back on. Well, Dan, because of your, your your dope skills as just displayed uh, on your LinkedIn page, I'm going to endorse you for troubleshooting and mm-hmm. technical support. Thank you. And I can't figure out where to add new endorsements. I can only, like, endorse previous endorsements. I think they got a little bit fed up with people putting ridiculous endorsements Because I was going like, to endorse you I for computers. for cheesemongering. I have potatoes on <laughs> mine. You do? Yeah, someone endorsed me for potatoes, and I kept it. We <laughs> at my old job, we used to like falconry. We used to come up with like the craziest <laughs> ones you could find, and I kept potatoes. I think it's still up there. I'd have to look. Uh, wow, because um, that was just too funny, and no one's ever asked me about it. But uh, potatoes, actually, two two people have endorsed me for potatoes. <laughs> who are they? Um, <laughs> do who you are, know them? Uh, I do. Both people I used to work with at my old company. That was when we were bored and mostly unemployed. I see. Uh, I don't think I have any fun endorsements. Yeah, no, yours uh, are yours are pretty appropriate. Yeah, uh, that's that's unfortunate. Yeah. So. Anyway. That's a bummer. Oh, see, so you can add new skills, and then other people can endorse you for it. You just can't send random crap. That's a bummer. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, LinkedIn is the so worst. So you could you could list potatoes as your own skill. Yes, yes, and then wait for other people to check the box. 
What would I you see. do if someone did ask you about potatoes? Like, so, Sean, I see you've, you've been endorsed for potatoes on your LinkedIn. I would probably tell them the honest story, which is that it's a fun goof, because I'm a fun goof guy. <laughs> I'm just, this is the kind of humor I will bring to the job that I am applying for in this fictional situation. Jokes like potatoes. I don't think I got the job. <laughs> I think I failed. I think I failed miserably. Fair enough. Whoops. Speaking of jobs, I started a new job today. Hey. Yeah. It was it was fun, fun filled with all the fun new job things that you do when you start a new job, like I nines and discussions of insurance and things. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I work did, at Spotify now, though. Now, now, did you go for basic vision or premium vision? I haven't <laughs> chosen yet. Um, that some things have to go through. I I can't actually elect. I can't elect my benefits quite yet. Uh, but I, maybe next week I'll be able to report back. Yeah, we're 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 curious how big your deductible is. Yeah, one thing I don't. So I don't understand. Like now, there's like a flexible savings account thing that you can use for health stuff and also a health savings account thing that you can use for health stuff. And yeah, um, I'm, uh, I think I actually have to read about those now cause I would have thought they were the same thing, but then they explained it in the presentation and they weren't the same thing. Yeah. They're unnecessarily complicated word, but you know, I don't, I'm sure Don't Panic listeners don't want to hear it, but you can check out our other uh, benefits exclusive podcast where all we do is talk about um, <laughs> options for your uh, various care and insurance purposes. You can check that out over on the Coffee and Beer Network. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, cool. Well, congratulations, Colby. That's very exciting. Thanks. At the start of a whole new adventure. Yeah, it feels good to... Uh... Well, so I haven't been working for the last two weeks. And I definitely got to the point where I stopped doing anything and what like I had a, a whole week of being like in very productive. Um, like I rearranged my apartment, cleaned everything and like made organizational furniture purchases and stuff. Mm -hmm. But then <laughs> all of that came screeching to a halt and I spent the final two days like just watching TV Um so I think I think it feels good to have some some structure. Some external structure. Well, that and a paycheck. Well, not yet. It's going to be. This is, a, this is a volunteer only position. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, cool. Well, good. Well, that's exciting. Well, please keep us abreast of any exciting developments in that story. As that continues. And we've got an exciting yeah. event this weekend you and I will be attending. Extreme beer fest. Extreme, extreme, extreme beer fest. Now, how extreme is it, Dan? We're talking. It's pretty extreme. Dan, guess how many different beers there are, not breweries, but beers there are at Extreme Beer Fest. Beers. I'm gonna guess two hundred and fifty-six. Dan, how about nearly four hundred beers? Is that extreme oh enough God. for you? That's yeah. pretty extreme. That's... If you were to tell me that, I would be like, yeah, that's kind of extreme. Yeah, with like a capital X. 
Yeah. And <laughs> that's like, no E. That's like cool. neon green, Mountain Dew, 90s deodorant extreme. You know, that's bold stuff. So we, Colby and I may not make it back uh, next Monday. Yep. Yeah, if you never see or hear from us again, you'll know what happened. Yeah, when this becomes... We, like, we stumbled out of Extreme Beer Fest and fell, fell into Boston Harbor never to be seen again. <laughs> yep, just like most of the mobsters. Hmm. I feel like there's a Boston Tea Party joke in there, but I can't I can't get to it. I can't no. get to it. No, he, he hasn't had enough beer yet. We'll be, yeah. You'll be throwing yourselves in the Boston River to protest the fact <laughs> that there's no more beer to drink. Yep. After we've consumed all 400. Right. <laughs> I have to do yep. the math to see what would happen if you actually consumed all 400 in the sample, in the small cup yeah. size. Right, right. Do you know what, what the sample size is? Is that on the, is that I, on the website? I don't know. I, I don't know. it's usually the same size. I, I, went, I, went, I went to this a couple years ago, but I don't remember <laughs> uh, what happened. <laughs> I don't think it was because like, I drank that much beer. <laughs> I just don't. I think it was just too long ago. But alas. But alas. Um, we're going to, I think, uh, chug along in this program into what is a rather light week in tech news. Yeah. We have a, a small group of stories here to discuss. Uh, and, uh, you know, sharing is caring. So let's let's bring them up. Is there okay. one in here, guys? We've got Snapchat, anyone, Nintendo, Apple, anyone Google. Anyone ordered their HomePod? <laughs> Well, no, no. I guess not. No, no. no one's Crickets. taking the HomePod challenge. <laughs> no one is taking the HomePod challenge. How much but... is the home? Three fifty. Oh, three forty nine. Dear yeah. God. And the good news is, Colby, you oh, can no. now that's, order that's... it. What was that, Sean? You can now order the 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 right. HomePod. It's available. Uh, pre uh pre uh it's not available pre orders. Uh, shipping starts February 9th. It is three hundred forty nine dollars, as Colby mentioned. Um, it will not ship with features including AirPlay 2, which allows pairing a multi-room audio. That will come later this year in a software update, uh, but it will come with, uh, as we previously discussed, the A8 chip, built-in Series 6 microphones, HomeKit support, and the ability to optimize sound for a given room. Um, it is available for pre-order now in the U.S., the U.K., and Australia in black or white, available in France and Germany later this spring. Oh, you can get two Sonai Sonos ones, so, Sonai Son Son Sonoses so, uh, for the same <laughs> the same price. Do you think they did that on purpose? I would say likely. I would say likely. Did they just recently lower the price? They yeah. did. If you buy them in the package, if you get the two, it's two Sonos One smart speakers for three forty nine. Uh, it is a it is technically a promotion and not a permanent price. They just haven't said mm -hmm. when it will end. So. You know, use that. Use that in your judgment. The Sonos One does have Alexa built in, and they've promised to add Google Assistant sometime in 2018. Yeah. So uh, if I didn't have an apartment, I would consider these things. But I have an apartment, and I have like surround sound speakers on my TV and an Apple TV. So I feel like I have almost all the benefits, except I can't talk to it. But I, as we've discussed with all these other things, I don't also feel the need for a thing I can talk to really. Mm-hmm. Mm. I kind of want to get a Sonos thing and put it in the bathroom because that's the 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 last frontier. Oh, of yeah. like I can't listen to anything in there. Well, the, my um, problem is I have very limited outlet and like places to put a speaker. Mm, that's true. I've seen your bathroom. I see what you mean. 
It was also true at my other apartment, but I did have a speaker in there. <laughs> I barely <laughs> managed to make it work. But like most bathrooms only have two outlets. Right, right. I don't know how many mine has. Do you think these Sonoses would make a good home theater? Like audio? Probably I not. Like, I probably should it, just get a sound you have bar. one, Colby, right? Is it laggy? Or do you do I mean, you just use the like you plug it right in for the I have the sound bar, but it's it's plugged directly into the TV. Right. For, how laggy is it if you're like yeah. For for music and you stuff. You stream through it from your phone, yeah. I mean, AirPlay's slow because, well, I think partially because AirPlay's slow and partially because yeah. AirPlay has to go through the like the server that runs on my computer to make it work on a Sonos. Yeah. Um, the on the other hand, like things that have the built-in integration, like like Spotify and Pandora, you can play like from like within the app you can like sort of cast to to the sonos and that is very fast because it plays it from the sonos like the sonos is is streaming right. the music um and playing it and you just have like your the app is just like control is just sort of like controls uh so that's super fast um but, you're, but you're close, for so. Sean, he would have to either plug it in, which with these ones you can't really do, right? And have them be tandem. Or that might be your only option, actually. Uh, if that's... you want to use it for like an arbitrary... Like, you want to use it for your TV. Yeah, that's a good question. I would actually have to look... Look and see how that works. Um, no, because the reason I say that is because I'm... You know, I want the one piece of audio in my house that doesn't sound good is my TV, but I don't want to, put, you know, plunk down the money on a on a bar. Um, and so to pick up two of these things is kind of a, a bargain at that point. Uh, a bargain? A bargain. It's a bargain. It's a hat bargain. Uh, but no, it. I guess you can't. I guess it is just wireless. You can't plug anything into these. So yeah, you're right. I don't think that would really work. I feel like the... I feel like something I saw suggested that you could use them as part of like a home theater. This must have been on the so yeah, as well, like a, like if you had the play bar and yes. the subwoofer, you could yep. do like a surround sound. You put yeah. it behind you. Oh really? Yeah, right. and then they so it can't all be work. crazy. I mean, it can't be. I don't know. One would think if they suggest you do that. Yeah, but you then you need those other two it, things, right? It isn't laggy, but. Well, yeah, I think th the, the big issue is you need something to plug your TV into at the end of the day. In that case, it's the bar. You can't plug it directly into these two speakers. So that's kind right. of... Right, in, in which case, it would be probably be more cost-effective just to get a sound bar. At exactly. That yep. No, that is true. That's my advice for you. Oh, man, you really helped me out. This was, this was super-duper helpful. <laughs> um, more stuff I, I'm not going to buy. I considered getting into smart homes uh, this weekend. I thought about it a lot because I was very compelled by the Dubai Friday argument of you don't have to get out of your bed to turn off your lights. Yes, I do that How every night, Dan. Every night. <clears throat> but here's the thing. It's amazing. So do I. Here's the thing. The lights that I would be turning off in my bedroom, I would need to buy three freaking light bulbs for my ceiling fan in order to turn them, like, in order to turn the lights off. That's so expensive. They're not expensive. 
They're like less than twenty dollars for for the cheap light bulbs. For Wait, the which just one is, like I, regular. Look at the like GE like Link light bulbs. Yeah, those the, are the ones I have, and they work totally fine. You can dim them and stuff. They're just like white LED lights. How are they controlled via Bluetooth? I think they do Zigbee. Oh boy. Yeah, you'll have to get a hub. <laughs> How do you have it hooked up? Through the hub, through the the smart things thing. Smart things thing. It's called smart things. Well, the smart things is is Sam the the company that Samsung bought that had a hub, but it it works like the lights will work with anything that works with the Zigbees. Uh huh. Yeah, Dan, you can get the because uh, I just know the Hue because that's what I use. You get the Hue starter kit, which is the hub and two bulbs for seventy bucks. Yeah, which isn't outrageous, and then additional bulbs, um, or actually you can get you can get the hub and four bulbs for uh, eighty seven dollars, which is like that's what four bulbs cost. So they're kind of throwing in the hub for free, and then what's what's an additional bulb these days? That's not crazy. All right, you're talking me into it again. I mean, I think you know what the other thing too, and I know people I who really have done this. I really don't want to have to have a hub though. You do have to have uh, there. I don't uh-huh. think there's any bulbs that don't require a hub. But what I will say, Dan, is if you don't want to do the three bulbs in your fan, get like a get a floor lamp. It's probably yeah, it might even be cheaper to get a floor lamp and one bulb than it is to get three, or at least the same. Yeah. All right. All right. We'll check back next week and see see how this whole project goes. I think I think right. it's I think it's exciting. Yeah, get the get the bundle where you get the hub and you get the bulbs, um, and then I will I will recommend. Um, I do love my wall switches. If you're doing Hue, it's up to you. You can do whatever one you want. If you're doing the Hue, the um, wall switches they're twenty five bucks a piece. Um, but especially if you're going in and out of rooms a lot, it's a little easier than an app or using the voice just to hit on off and dim with a wall switch. You just mm-hmm. mount these on your wall. It's not a le- like an electrical wiring thing. Nope. nope. It's all. It's just a wireless fob, almost, except it sticks to your your wall. Well, could um, I just? Okay. Yeah. And it works real fast. Works great. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. What I need is a thing that like attaches to my existing light switch in an analog yes. way, and like just flips the light switch. <laughs> That's what I really want. They have those. <laughs> like the, like the, the really? uh, yeah. Like the the, the smart lock. Well, yeah, yeah, but this is for light it. switches. Yeah, they have those. Yeah. That that's a thing that flips the switch manually with like a motor. I forget what it's called. They have them. They also oh have my them God. if you're construction inclined. Um, you can actually they have them where it's the whole like receptacle. You unscrew the whole recept your existing receptacle and replace it with like a brand new whole switch unit. Um, if oh yeah, like those those I've seen, but I don't think I can do that really. Like realistically, no. Well, I yeah. And your building, I can't imagine the wiring is super duper, <laughs> right? Um, it's historical. Yes, it, yes. It's a landmark. Don't touch it. You might break a law. <laughs> um, but no, I would say. Um, but yeah, they do. They do make them where they can. But they're big. They kind of jut out a little bit. Anyway, um, what I was going to say is, speaking of of smart things, uh, Fitbit came out and said they're officially ending support for the Pebble in June, which means I have until June to uh, replace my my Pebble watch. Oh man, what are you going to do? I don't know. I don't know. I'll probably get an Apple Watch, but get the Apple Care on it. Yes, you you taught you taught me that lesson <laughs> I well. I forgot about that. Oh yeah. my goodness. 
Yeah, uh, your your pain can be my can be my gain. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Learn, learn from my mistakes. I must have said this on that episode, but it's the only Apple product I've ever gotten Apple Care on. And smartly so. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's the only product I ever ever gotten Apple Care on, but. It's the only one I've regretted not getting Apple. You've needed it more, I guess, yeah. <laughs> to to uh, approach that from a different direction. Yep. But. So that'll be coming down, coming down soon. I'm sure. All right. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, what else do we have going in the rundown here? Is Dan searching for smart I light bulbs? I have no idea what Google Bulletin is. Okay. Well, Dan, would you like me to tell you? Please, you got You're such it. a good explainer. Oh, I, you know, if I if I was more ambitious, I would actually like write up like a teleprompter style breakdown of these and not I just read off the article. You don't need it. Well, you no, because I, no, I read the articles. These articles are very well written, so I kind of am just stealing from them. Uh, like this. <laughs> hey, Dan. Uh, Google is a, is uh it has a new app called Bulletin that lets anyone contribute news about their local community. Uh, now, it's only available in Nashville and Oakland in a limited pilot program, but the way it works is it lets users, anyone, post photos, videos, and messages directly to the web straight from their phones without needing an existing blog or website. Uh, now, uh, those stories are public and can be accessed through Google search, shared on social networks, or sent in email and messaging apps. Um, the idea is that it's more short-form news uh, that tr- typically you would post to Twitter and Facebook, except that this makes it public and available for everyone to see. Essentially, you're generating the news, as I said, available now in Nashville and Oakland. Uh, but you have to sign up to be an early access on the beta. 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 Al- alpha beta. Hey, beta, beta. Delta. Um, yeah, so... There you go. It, I mean, it's a very early. I mean, the, even the website barely says anything about it. It's a very early, early work. But you know, sort of the demo version they show. I'll put it up on screen here on the video. Um, is like you know, winter storm floods river, wipes out road, and someone just typed it up quick and posted a photo. So it's kind of like it's kind of like a more newsy version of Nextdoor, in some ways. Have you tried? Uh, well, I, I've been me- I've been meaning to try to download and laugh at Citizen, the of the thing that's been uh, even more uh, problematic than Nextdoor. So I'm I'm downloading that now, and I'll report back. But it sounds like this bulletin thing is a lot like Citizen. Yeah. What is Citizen? Citizen is like Nextdoor, but it's based around police reports. So I don't know how they get the police reports. Oh, is it like is that the the one that's like the the police dispatcher? I things don't. I feel like I saw that. I remember (laughs) when I was when I was younger, my grandparents used to have like the police scanner. Yeah, you just like if the police went up the road, you flip on the scanner and like listen to what was going on. And then the, the 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 cool people they had been recording the police scanner so that you could go back and check because at the point that they go by it's already too late. True. The the good stuff may may have already happened. These are the same people. Your uh, you got your amateur radio folks out there. These are the, yeah. Same. So 
maybe that's what this citizen thing does. So I, I can as a service. Yeah, I can break down citizen a little bit. I didn't know the history. You'll find this interesting. It was originally called vigilante. Uh, oh. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> wow. it gets better. Now, now, why do you think they chose to change the name, mm. Sean? <laughs> well, it was when they raised $12.2 million in a Series A round um, that they decided to <laughs> rebrand. Um, the original functionality was generating alerts on 911 calls. The company has not explained how they do that. Um, placing those alerts on a map and then encouraging users to get out and shoot videos of the crime. <laughs> um, what? Yeah. Yeah, uh, the company released a promotional video making it fairly clear the intent was to attract actual vigilantes to document crime scenes. <laughs> That's crazy. Oh, it was booted off of Apple's App Store. You can only get it on Android. Wow. This is this is great. It's well, it's uh, it is currently on Apple's App Store. Is it? Uh, well, I, I found an app called Citizen. I, I guess we'll figure we'll find out what it is. Oh, Vigilante was kicked off of the App Store. Maybe they got Citizen back on after they rebranded re it, toned it down. Yeah. This just reminds me. So, like the VCs uh, convincing them to change their name. I I talked to a, a VC last week who shall remain nameless. Uh, we were talking about Bitcoin and you know assorted things, and he was like, "My advice for all these people, well, you know." They're trying to start a company is I say, does to someone who doesn't know what you're talking about, does it sound like a scam? If it does, I can't invest in it. Yep. It doesn't matter if it's not a scam. If it sounds like a scam, I can't invest in it. So <laughs> you have to not sound like a scam. <laughs> I thought that was a really good like summation of a lot of the things that are wrong with Bitcoin. It's like, mm -hmm. okay, yeah. You you sell people computers. Well, you don't sell them. You give people computers that they're going to run your house, and then by running it, they pay off the fact that you bought the computer, and then you get the uh, you know the earnings. Does that sound like a scam? Yes, it does. Uh, no, <laughs> can't do it. Oh boy, if it's too good to be people true, think this it probably is controversial. Is. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So anyway, there you go. Google Bulletin. If you're an for our, all of our fans in Oakland and Nashville, check it out. <laughs> Get ready. Maybe coming to a city near you soon. <laughs> um, let's see what else do we got, gentlemen. We're chugging along here. The don't panic train, moving towards its destination. How about Nintendo? Nintendo. Nintendo. I had a lot of fun playing Nintendo this weekend. You're you're a big Switch fan, Dan. Is that yeah fair to say? We played we played Overcooked, uh, which Colby, did I tell you about Overcooked when we were playing? Uh, you you mentioned Overcooked. I don't think you said exactly what it is. So it's a game where you're all well. I think there's two ways to play this game. You can play two to four people cooperative, where you're all trying to uh, you know these meals come in and you have to like okay, we need some. Uh, we need to chop lettuce and tenderize meat, cook the meat, put it on a plate with a bun in order to make a burger. Oh, and then we need a burger with with uh, without lettuce. Or we need a burger with lettuce and tomato. Or you can do it two-on-two, two, where two teams compete against each other for who can be the most efficient. But then where it gets interesting is there are maps that 
are open, so you on the other team can try to steal another team's like finished food or take their pot so they can't cook anything anymore or light their side of the kitchen on fire by like causing a, a grease fire or there are levels where everything's like moving around. It was so much fun to play with a group of people like on the couch. Is like one of the maps like Rainbow Road? Uh. Yes, it's it's a it's a kitchen on a floating iceberg, uh, <laughs> and you're sliding around as you're trying to <laughs> as you're trying to prepare all these meals. And if you're carrying a finished meal, or God forbid, a a pot or a pan, and you fall in the water, whatever you're carrying <laughs> with you is gone forever. Oh no! Yeah, it's a shame they don't have online multiplayer for that. I know. That would be a fun one. For the for the don't pan next don't panic. Uh, Let's don't play. Panic. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. We don't we don't play enough video games on the show. And by that I mean we've never played video games on the show. Yeah, that would be that fun if there's a an even worse news week than this week. Yeah, one of these weeks we'll just have to put down the hammer and say, you know what, we're just gonna play video games this week. <laughs> Anyways, is there good Nintendo news? There the sort news? of is. I just thought this was an interesting discussion article. Uh, the Games Developer Conference ran a survey, 4,000 developers uh, asking about their interest in what they wanted to develop. And interestingly enough, uh, 36% of the respondents said they were most interested in developing on the Nintendo Switch. That is interesting because that's more people than said Xbox One at only 28% but still below the PS4 at 39% and the most popular PC at 59%. Interesting. I wouldn't I would not have expected the PC to be that high. Well, that's yeah. good news. The Switch is a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I think it's play. I think it's interesting that there's such a gap between PC and Xbox 1, especially considering how much uh they're trying to integrate Windows into Xbox 1, create their sort of yeah. build once play everywhere platform. Yeah. That's sort of a gap. Uh, furthermore, <laughs> developers say their game sell says the majority of developers say their games sell as well or better on the Switch as compared to other consoles. Um, and 15% of developers say they plan to release their next game on the Switch as opposed to 5% last year. Whoa. So people are getting very excited to develop. For the Switch. Switch. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, That's the whole article. There's that all right. It. All right. That news is done. Moving on. Well, we only have 5G. two. Five G. Five G. Five G. All right. Well, we don't really get political here on the show, but uh, and we'll 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 try to keep that going. Um. Uh. uh the White House has apparently floated a plan uh, that would. Uh, all right, let me back up. 5G, right? You've heard of 4G. Back up. In 2017th, Donald Trump became a president. No, far, no you gotta go, gotta go farther back. Gotta go farther, farther. back. The cotton gin was invented in night. Okay. No, 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 no. You've heard of 4G, right? Our phones all connect to wireless on 4G. The future is 5G. It's got well, one more on. G. Hang on. I have a question. Okay. Isn't LT, are LTE and 4G different things? I don't know. Because I sometime between like 2012 and 2014, 
3G just disappeared. Phones yeah. didn't have 3G anymore. Yeah. You had Edge or One X, 4G and LTE. What the hell what happened is- to my 3G? Wasn't 4G like the the sort of like in between plus thing that that happened? It was like a. I I feel like we've talked about this on the show. Like there was there was a thing like some of the carriers did this like sort of incremental improvement on 3G. Uh, I and when I say some, I think it was like AT and T did did like this incremental improvement on 3G, which they called 4G. Like everyone was calling for LTE 4G at the time, but then it was confusing. So then they started calling 4G LTE or something. So according to the internet, there was 3G and then there was 4G. 4G comes in many flavors. The most common and the fastest flavor is LTE. LTE is a version of 4G. The good one. Cool. So... After 4G comes 5G. The question is, who's going to build it? Most of the major U.S. carriers are currently working on tests of 5Gs in select markets. However, international countries, including China, have begun to take the lead in development of 5G. China wants to roll theirs out very soon. And the White House is floating an idea that in order for the U.S. to stay competitive and stay ahead of increasing competition from China, the U.S. government should pay for and build the only 5G network coast-to-coast nationalization of our country's wireless similar to the Eisenhower highway system. Um, Now that's one version of the plan. There are actually two in this leaked document. The other would be where the wireless providers build their own network, um, but they have to agree to all work together um, and have, have the, 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 have it be heavily regulated by the government. um, And they have to agree to certain government rules and standards. You know, um, it would be really helpful here. Uh, if only there was some sort of legislation that accounted for uh, companies building infrastructure, but the infrastructure being regulated in such a way that it's a utility and can be used by yeah. any provider. If only it could be some sort of like, you know, neutral network uh, thing. Some sort of you could have like it could be a, a title in one of the laws that you know provides for this. I don't know. Mm. That yeah, sounds pretty crazy. groundbreaking. Dan. Yeah, but Dan, Dan, you got to remember. Kind of progressive. You, you got to remember. This is we're, no longer are the days of big government. This is a small government that lets individuals right. and the market decide by building a right. single right. national right. network uh, that controls everything right. through the right. government. It makes perfect sense. Now, the way it would work is that carriers like AT&T, Verizon, and T-Mobile would rent access on the government's 5G network, um, uh, a network that uh, this document claims has to be built quickly because, quote, China has achieved a dominant position in the manufacture and operation of network infrastructure, and, quote, China is the dominant malicious actor in the information domain. Hmm... Yeah, if only we had faster internet on our cell phones, I think we'd be able to combat that better. How about this? How about, how about, how about, well, how fast is 5G? Okay, let me ask this question. How fast is 5G, Sean? Does it, does it say there in that, that there article? No, but I googled how fast is 5G. Uh, it will increase uh-huh. download speeds to uh, it can support anyway 10 gigabits per second. Now, will what? it will it realistically reach that speed? That's the theoretical maximum. Um, let me see if I can find what 4G is. 
Yes, 4G tops out at about one gigabit per second. So it's about 10 times faster. Oh, and... Yeah, no, again, it's a theoretical maximum. I'm, I'm agreeing with you. But 10 times would be sort of your, you know, whatever. I don't... Let me run a speed test on my 4G now and see what speeds I'm just getting here hanging in my house. My house. My house. Come to my house. <laughs> Gotta play by my rules. Uh, let's oh, see. My house. Um, so, yeah. So you're thinking, let's see. Right now I'm averaging about six... Six megabits. 60? No, six. So, yeah, so it would be 60. Yeah, so, I mean, that's a big difference. It is a big difference, but I can get 60 on my house already in, in like, with cable, no problem. Where's the 10 gigabit wired connections? It'll actually be 10 gigabit when it says that it will be. But that's the thing, Dan. It's a lot harder to install wires in the ground than it is to put up towers. I know, so if the government's going to invest, like, I feel like... I would be more in favor of a government plan that did that because that's hard. Yeah. And the companies won't do it. Yeah. Well, they yes, were... like the market actually will take care of itself here. Yeah. And they are. And they're like I said, the, the major carriers are working to build it. Um, not as fast as some nations in Asia, but um, but they are working on it. So uh, they want to do it. The U.S. government wants to do it in three years. Three um, years. Yes. They that's believe it will cost. An exorbitant amount of money. I didn't see anywhere where it listed the exact amount, um, but it will certainly, they believe, create jobs and uh, be overall more safe for our nation. Probably would create jobs, I guess. That makes sense. In, mm -hmm. in the short term. Hmm. Uh, yep. Is this like a... Did we talk about why slash if this is a bad idea or did we just talk about what the idea i think well, we i think we just implied it was a bad idea i don't think we specifically <laughs> said why i mean whatever my i don't think it's a bad idea i just think that there are if you're going to spend all this money on internet and technology related things there are better things you could be spending it on but that's just my opinion what's your opinion colby um I don't know like i don't know i guess this is like one way to the net neutrality thing right like i feel like part of the problem part of the reason like isp service is such a mess is that like like because of the the physical nature of the infrastructure like because it, it you have to have wires everywhere it's uh, hard to do and it's inconvenient to do and it's not just inconvenient for the companies it's inconvenient for like the places where the infrastructure is right uh, like if you wanted to do new fiber in a city you got to tear up all the streets and like or the sidewalks or whatever and put in put in the fiber mm -hmm. um, so i feel like the the i don't know like the the super fast wireless future is pretty appealing yeah, could be cool. It if is it appealing sooner. Like I said, though, I, I <clears throat> yeah, I guess it would be cool if it happened sooner. <clears throat> but why? I okay, then like I would say prioritize the places where uh, the you know the the what's definitely true is the big wireless carriers are going to prioritize the metropolitan areas, New York, California, the coast. And if this was a plan to, like, uh, somehow ensure that, 
the the places that still their best option is DSL or or even like 3G mm-hmm. are are covered, then yeah, I think that's a good use of government money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's a the at least in my mind, that's like the government covering things that the market probably won't. Yeah. Right. I don't know. It seems like there are way worse things that have been in the news recently that, you know, in the last year or so that, that would cost a buttload of money uh, that the government, the federal government could be doing. So it's true. Yeah. (laughs) It's, it's an, I mean, on one hand, I, you know, Dan kind of pitched out, I mean, the, the government does regulate public utilities now. I mean, I suppose the difference is that usually it's sort of a, the, the federal government doesn't really own your local utility. Um, it's sort of a, an agreement to, to just simply regulate it, which seems fair. Um, I do think the fact that they talk a lot in this leaked document about it being a security issue um, and that the federal government should be in charge of keeping all of the Internet safe um, is a little creepy. Um, and I'll also say that while I agree it's good that the government spends money on improving infrastructure, we also have cities in this country that don't have clean drinking water. Um, and that to me would seem like a better use of federal funds than building a 5g network. Um, when, when the, when the private market already has incentive to do it, whereas they don't have incentive to replace, you know, lead filled pipes. Mm. Um, this is true. So, um, now I will, uh, kind of book end this story by saying that the head of the FCC, uh, you know, that bad guy who's doing all the bad stuff has come out and said, this is a bad idea. And he believes um, all of the telecoms that have donated a lot of money to him um, should decide uh, when these networks are built, not the federal government. And the White House has come out and said that this is an old proposal. And while they technically didn't say they're not considering it, they did say that it's not a priority and isn't likely to to turn into much. So, um, you know, we've seen a couple of scary – there was the presentation a while back when they were talking about what to do in Afghanistan. Someone had pitched the government on completely privatizing the entire military in the Middle East – um, and using it to take oil and make a profit from it. So I, I'm sure they're getting a lot of wacky presentations over there these days. So how likely this is to happen, um, who knows? But anyhow, um, we're just about ready to move over to picks. Um, We've got lots of picks in here tonight. I know. But, you know, considering we only had five stories in the rundown and we did four of them, I'd kind of feel bad if we didn't do this last one. So while you guys are filling in your picks, uh, this is a quick one. Uh, Snapchat is rolling out Snapchats on the web. That's right, getting off your phone and onto the Internet. Uh, Stories will now be available to be watched in browser. Uh, Now, it's not all stories. It's going to be... Um, what, what, they've got names for these official stories, which are kind of those brand partner ESPN stories. You'll be able to view our stories, which are those sort of shared, you know, like, oh, we're all at a festival type events. You will not be able to share your personal stories on the web just yet. Um, you will be able to click and share a link and post that to wherever and view it on the web. Um, the this is coming soon it's available in select countries now in the next couple weeks they're rolling out the app redesign this will be coming out parallel to that at the same time uh and you'll be able to view these on their website at snapchat.com very exciting so there i know i haven't been more excited for a tech announcement in gosh since the original iPhone. I mean, I, I know, Dan, you just sort of look at your phone at the end of the day and just yell at it, but I want more! 
uh, and now you can get more. So it's it's pretty cool. Can I, can I pick something I already, <laughs> already talked no. about? Um, as long as you haven't previously, but I I thought I, did no one pick this before? No, no, I just talked about it two minutes. No, ago. I know, but I'm saying on another. <laughs> all right, because I've talked about it before too, but I don't think anyone's ever picked it. So anyhow, okay, you have. Oh. You're good. You're good. Right. Uh, but I'm going right. to go first because I have the most boring pick. You two picked cool, fun picks, and I picked a Windows utility. Oh, yes. Well, I have a Windows computer oh, now, so... It's been, it's been a while. Dan, then let me remind you of some of my favorite Windows utilities I picked on the show. CCleaner. If you don't oh, have... yeah, I know. CCleaner's great. Yeah. Look at this guy. He's an old Windows Pro. Well, Dan, have you heard of Search Everything? No. Have you ever used Windows built-in Search? Uh, yes. It's terrible. It's very slow, and it doesn't work, and it gives you very little flexibility. That's why you got to check it out... It works for apps, but that's all I've really tried. It's really a pain to locate files. Voidtools.com. Uh, download. It's freeware. It's called Search Everything, and it is a super lightweight, very fast way to search through every single, f- single file on your computer. It does all those fun, Boolean, goofy search things with, you know, the... I forget what they're... I used to, I used to know Boolean search, and I don't anymore. Uh, that that space was vacated in my brain um, to to be replaced you do, with. You do the all capital ands and the all capital ors. Well, then there's like right? that's how it worked. Yes, there's that, and then there's like the 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 percent sign is like the wild card, and then you can do it like there's all oh. kinds of crazy. Back when I was doing more programmy stuff, um, a very long time ago, but. You can do really good searches. You can search by file type. This is, I had an issue where I had a, a bunch of files on my computer accidentally duplicated because Dropbox had a hiccup. And I use this to find all the duplicates. It is the fastest search utility I've ever used on Windows. Um, it's very simple, but it works very well. And it's free. So voidtools.com is the website. It's called everything or search everything. Um, and it's a really it's a really useful app if you're looking for stuff. And you can check it out. Um Dan, I have no idea what you're going to pick, so really surprise us here. Yeah, I I think next week I should have another exciting video game pick, but I'm not ready. I'm not ready yet. I'm not ready to give it the, uh, the thumbs up. It hasn't passed muster. Still in quality assurance. But in the meantime, yet another plug for Overcooked. Uh, it's super fun. It's 20 bucks, I think. It's on Switch. It's on PS4. It's on Windows. Uh, it's a lot of fun. It's, if you have people over, anyone can play it. It doesn't require like video game skills. Uh, it's a total blast. Cool. Get overcooked. Get it. Just get, get it. Just, just do it. Just do it. Just do it. Available now. Sixteen ninety nine on Steam, or as Dan mentioned, in all the other places uh, that you can find it. Very cool, uh, Colby. What do you, what do you, what do you? It looks like you got a you got a game here as well. Is this is this, is that right? Yeah, mine's a board game. It's called Scythe. I played it recently. Uh, it was very fun. Ooh, this looks it was elaborate. Like, it's pretty elaborate. Um, it's not for the the board game faint of heart. I don't think uh, there are a lot of rules. The tutorial videos for it are like forty minutes long, but <laughs> if you persevere. Uh, it's worthwhile. I think it's it's really fun. Uh, I think it's like uh, really well designed. 
Um, I don't know exactly how to describe it. Like the sort of setting of the game and the artwork's really nice. This was like a Kickstarter project at some point. Um, but it's gone on to be become like a pretty highly rated game in the, I don't know if you look on like the board game geeks.com ratings for games. Uh, but if you're into that kind of thing, it's pretty fun. It's for one to five players. There's like, they have some like weird way to play by yourself, which is kind of, kind of neat. Oh, really? Yeah. That's Uh, interesting. There's like, there's like a deck of, uh, cards that you use to play as like the, the AI Mm. sort of. And so like you play normally. It can't be a very I AI. No, it's not super I, uh, um, all those uh, Access and Allies games, I think, prepared you for this, Colby. You're welcome. Right. It's actually, I would say, like, if you've played Access and Allies and been, like, scared away, uh, I think it plays a lot better than Access and Allies. The way, like, the turns is set up, like, turns don't get, I mean, I mean, they do a little bit, but it doesn't get, like, exponentially more elaborate as you play the game. Like, uh, yeah. I don't know, like, when when we used to play Access and Allies, it was like, you know, it'd start out and it'd take take each each team like ten minutes to take a turn, and by the end of the game, it'd take you like an hour and a half to get through <laughs> one turn because you had to roll so many dice. It like doesn't have the risk problem where you're just rolling more and more and more dice. I feel like the problem with uh, access and allies too is the stakes got much higher <laughs> the later in the game you right. got, so you felt like you really had to think through your decisions. <laughs> yep. And there was so much to do in Access and Allies, right? Like yes. there were like, many phases. <laughs> right. Like when you got later in the game, you needed to do like many more things uh, because you had so many more pieces and stuff. But uh, yeah, it's a fun one. Very cool. Scythe. Just Scythe. It's a game. <laughs> That's uh, <laughs> no, it's neat. This Are is you good. a big board game guy, Sean? Um, <laughs> I would say no. I've never really thought about. It. No, I'm not against. <laughs> I, Dan, Dan, that's like saying, Sean, are you a big? Uh, are you a big bungee jumping guy? It's like I just, I've never, I don't do it, so I can't. Oh my you know, God. like I never play board I think, games. I think we okay, can solve okay. that problem. What are we gonna have yeah. an actual game night? That's that's the that's the question. <laughs> game night's game night. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> That's what we can do the next time. The next time Matt is is nearby. Yeah. The yeah real so the next time Matt's nearby, we're gonna play Overcooked, play a board game, and go bungee jumping. <laughs> okay. I would Not do that. necessarily in that order. Sure. <laughs> you give me. You would get me bungee jumping. I would do that. Oh my god. Be careful what you I, wish for. I'm very surprised. Now skydiving, I will not do, but bungee jumping, I will. Uh huh. Interesting. I feel almost the opposite. I feel like you could get just as dead bungee jumping as you can get skydiving. Oh, sure. Yeah, but yeah. I don't if feel I'm gonna, that way. If I'm going to take the risk, I want to say that I went skydiving. I, th- I, think mm-hmm. it, I think the difference is it's going to be easier to get me to jump off of a lower platform than it is a plane. There is a probably less lead up, right? Like you don't have yeah, to like take off get on and... a plane and then right like you just get like pushed off a bridge nope. and then you're you're it's over. No, nope. and you're not tandemed to someone on a bungee jump. That's the other thing too. If you're skydiving for the first time, you're gonna be strapped to someone. You know, 
True. And this is, it's just me. And I you just got to, anyway, I don't want to go bungee jumping. I'm just saying it anyway. I, I feel like the end of the, the, like the bottom of the bungee jump when like your stomach goes the wrong way, like that seems super unpleasant. And like, while I'm sure skydiving is, is unpleasant in its way, <laughs> feels less unnatural. Also, skydive is know. longer too. You're going to be True. up in the air a lot. The bungee jumps can be over faster if you don't like it. If you, bu- if you skydive and you don't like it, it's a long way down. <laughs> Do you think... I feel like the, the injuries you risk sustaining uh, skydiving are m- more likely to kill you? Do you think you're more likely... No, well, maybe th- this is a question to true. ask. I don't think that's true because there are like... The bungee jumping, if your rope snaps or is misconfigured, you're just dead. You're just dead. With, like, skydiving, uh, you don't skydive into a mountain range. And, yeah, like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but what are the chances that both your parachute and your backup parachute are going to fail to deploy? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, but bungee has, I would say the average injury is probably higher in bungee jumping. The now the extreme end of injury I yeah, think would be worse than skydiving. Yeah, that skydiving, your 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 soup on the ground. <laughs> so that's a, that's what I was. I don't know if you're like less likely to get it, to get injured or more likely to have a fatal injury. In a way, it's better. Like I don't know. It depends what you want. But like, if your choice is be totally dead or be like paralyzed i don't know like that's that's a that's something you should take into account right (laughs) now i want to look up number of skydiving fatalities uh (laughs) according to the united states parachuting association there are an estimated three million jumps per year and the fatality count is only 21 in 2010 that's a 0.0007 percent chance of dying from a skydive (laughs) now now i have to look number of bungee jumping fatalities in the united states oh look there's a whole article is skydiving or bungee jumping more dangerous this is on a skydiving website though so it might be biased oh yeah this is fake news (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, let's see where does it say although if they say that it's the same it's the same wow it's 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 they're both roughly one in five hundred thousand so, so you've got a pretty equal chance of a fatality. Uh, is this an injury or a fatality? This is a fatality. This is the fatality rate. Uh, One in five hundred thousand. Yeah. That's uh, that's higher than I would have guessed. Oh, look, there's nineteen important bungee jumping death statistics. That's a that's a. I will click on that article. Between nineteen eighty six and two thousand and two, only eighteen reported fatalities have resulted from bungee jumping. Okay, and how many skydiving? Um. Well, what did we say? Well, there was twenty-one in one year. Yeah, so that doesn't seem no. But if it's one in five hundred thousand, then that would just mean a lot more people skydive than bungee jump. Which seems I don't know. I don't know if I buy that. I mean, would you not trust healthresearchfunding.org? I guess I mean, it seems legit. I don't know more than Any, the anybody can buy a, a dot org dot org domain. Oh. As a as an owner of a dot org domain, 
Oh, look at this. In, in April of 2008, a 37-year-old man made bungee jumping history when he jumped off a 100-foot tower attached to a bungee cord made entirely of condoms. Oh, my. 18,500 to be precise, Dan. Wow. Yep. Good for him. He has a world record for everything. Hey, man, you know, dr- dream. Just remember, dream on. You can do anything you set your mind to. today about <clears throat> the... Uh, video game world record that was invalidated today uh and it was very controversial because the the guy had submitted his record to like atari magazine in 1970 whatever or 80 whatever mm-hmm. and but he never submitted any proof and the magazine never asked for any but he was using the fact that the magazine accepted his record as proof that it happened that's awesome <laughs> and they finally invalidated it because they went through the games like disassembled code and figured out that the time he reported was impossible wow what a it, that's a that's a long-term scam right there thank yeah. god truth the truth the truth comes out it's like one of those people where, oh, it was your neighbor all these years, but it turned out they were really like a mobster in witness protection. You're like, all, just could you imagine living that lie for all those years? Hey, you're the guy with the video game record. Not anymore. I used to be that guy. <laughs> Not anymore. Now I'm just a guy with a video game. Now, now I'm just a guy, <laughs> guy brandished a liar. Um, okay, we, we, we really do have to end the show. This has been fun. This has been a hope. <laughs> As I said, we're, we're not great at the intros. We're much better at the end of the show. Stick around to the end. That's where the good the stuff outros. is. The outros. Where we, where we talk Maybe about... Maybe you should just put the end of the show at the beginning. I, I could. That's smart. Just just reverse What if you play order. the show backwards? Yeah. Ah, will it be like uh, Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon? No, I'm thinking more like... It'll be more like the Beatles where Colby is dead. <laughs> You're like, oh my God. <laughs> what, what is... What? Is there a conspiracy oh, here? It's the Antichrist. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, fine. Please, somebody out there, listen to the show backwards and report back. If we've said anything, you know, if there if there's any, you know, sort of subliminal messaging happening uh, in the background of the show. Hmm. That that's why parents these days don't let their kids listen to podcasts. <laughs> Too much satanic content. Um but we do actually have to wrap up. Uh, I will remind everybody uh, of this show, don'tpanic.io is our website. These two guys built it. It's really fantastic. You should go there. It's got all the episodes, the audio, the video, and the pics. If you don't remember the websites, the links are right there. It's a great way to find them. Uh, and also information to subscribe. We're everywhere podcasts are. We like Overcast is our app of choice at overcast.fm. But really anywhere you get yours is great too. And the video on YouTube at youtube.com slash don'tpanicshow. I also want to uh, say at Don't Panic Show on Twitter and Don't Panic Show at gmail.com is how you get in contact with us. We love hearing from you. I want to remind everybody as well, we've got a couple other shows on the network here uh, at coffeeandbeer.tv. You can check out Game Nights where we're chugging along with an excellent D&D adventure. We're publishing episodes regularly now. We're actually kind of ahead of schedule, which is exciting, uh, which means we won't go dark for a little while. So get tuned into the adventure at gamenights.tv. And of course, up for debate this week, Matt and I are doing our Super Bowl prop bets. Um, number three, I have never won one of these this year. Hopefully will be the first time. That'll be fun. That'll be coming out the end of this week at upfordebate.tv. Has well, Matt won one? He's won both. <laughs> he's won both. Oh, okay. Unsurprisingly, uh, I am. He is two and zero oh in these uh, in these Super Bowl prop bets. But this is going to be my year. Oh, uh, I thought you were saying you you never you've never gotten one of the prop bets correct. No, no, I have to go I do see. the count. Each year, it's usually it's not a huge gap, but he but he wins he wins in points. So he's won two, the last two years, uh, and this is gonna be my year. This is gonna be my year. <laughs> Do you guys want to make your Super Bowl picks before we before we wrap up the show here? 
For who wins the Super Bowl? Sure. Oh. This, it's this weekend. Well, uh, I didn't know picks for what. For for who wins? Who 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 do you okay. got? Who do you got in this game, Dan? Well, Give us your analysis. Break 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 I it know down what for Colby's us. Colby's gonna say. I feel like I have to be the person who roots for the Eagles on this podcast. You can root for whoever you want. It's There's no weak. rules. Now, what are your? I, I I. If if the Patriots weren't playing, would you? Is there is there is there a world where you would root for the Eagles? You two. Um, I would probably root for like the underdog. I feel yeah. like that's the. The thing to do. So if the underdog were the Eagles, <laughs> you'd root for them. Which, which is seems silly as a person who usually roots for the Patriots, who are almost never the underdog yep. at this point in time, right? Yeah, you're sick of rooting uh, for the obvious winner, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. So yeah, I'll, I'll root for the Eagles. I don't know. I'm not really a football fan. I guess on paper I'm a Patriots fan if I'm a fan of anything. But I don't don't hold any strong affiliations. Fair enough. Although if it looks like the Patriots are going to, you know, if they're going for the shutout, I still want to see my Super Bowl shutout. That's going to be like that guy who like barely lived to see the Cubs win the World Series. Yep. Or I'm going to be that, but for a Super Bowl shutout. I I was so close. Mm -hmm. I was so close. I was robbed. <laughs> believe, believe, Dan. You In just gotta such keep dramatic fashion. Yeah, could be this year. Could be this year. Could be. You'll have to tune in to find out. Uh, if, if, if the, if the uh, Eagles haven't scored at the half, I'm gonna be rooting for the Patriots. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. The Patriots defense specifically. Fair enough. <laughs> well, I will remind everybody, Dan. I'll I'll, I'll keep that in mind. Uh, what we do is at Up for Debate TV on Twitter. I live tweet the Super Bowl with updates on how our prop bets are doing, um, and maybe uh, maybe maybe we'll make that a prop bet. Will Will there be a shutout? Okay. Um, just the the Dan the Dan Miller bet. The Dan Miller gambit. Exactly. Uh, but you'll have to check that out later this week. That's going to do it for this show. Thanks, everybody, so much for joining us. Uh, On behalf of Colby and Dan, this is Sean. We'll see you next time for more tech news and good times here on Don't Panic.